Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of Put 30 on the Clock. This is Coach Phil, and as usual, let's get right to it. I want you to envision this. You're trying to get to 20 points in a game, right? And you break that down into four quarters. Let's say this is high school, 32 minutes. Four eight-minute quarters. How are you going to get there? Well, you need five points a quarter. So this five points can come how? You can hit a three and a layup. You can hit two middies. You get fouled and hit one free throw. You can get two steals off of the press that y'all put on them and then hit a free throw. There's a lot of ways to get to five points, right? And you just need to get the five points every quarter. Now, it sounds like that's not such a daunting task. That's not so impossible. You know, you just got to make two shots. Maybe three shots. You know, you might end up with six, but you just got to make two or three shots every eight minutes. Does that sound so, is that so impossible? When you think about it like that, it doesn't sound so bad, right? I want you to also think about it if you're not that bucket getter. If you're just on the court and you're watching this person shoot and shoot and shoot, right? Because they have to, to them, it's like trying to score five points a quarter. But how many shots does it take to get there? So shot after shot after shot, and you getting cold. Like, the ball ain't even swung your way. The only time you get the ball is when you stole it on the press so you can give it to them. <laughs> they put you on the backside of that 2-2-1, two, two, and once you get that steal in that trap, you throw it up ahead, and this person getting all the points. Ain't that something? So there's two perspectives I want you to have, right? And it's like one person gets to shoot, and the other person doesn't. One person has a green light, the other person doesn't have the green light. Now, why is that? Well, the easy and the simple and the expected answer is that one person put in the work to be that guy and the other one didn't. The reality is one person is that way and the other one isn't. Sometimes people can get away with talent. They have enough talent to just do that. They didn't really earn it, right? They didn't really put in the blood, sweat, the tears, and the sacrifice to have that right. They just showed up and they just got, you know, God-given abilities to put the ball in the hole. Everybody recognizes it. This is our bucket getter, right? Those guys are rare. Those girls are rare. 99% of the time it takes work. But if you're in that 1%, that's just something you're going to have to deal with. And that's something we may have to go over another day. Nah, we can actually go over that now. You're going to have to outwork that person. What, Whatever God you believe in, whatever spirit you believe in, that they gave that person the ability to do that and they didn't give it to you. How do you overcome it so that you can get your shots too? That's the bottom line. There is no other sugarcoating it. If you want to be the bucket getter, relied on to get shots, you're going to have to put in the work that they didn't have to put in. It's unfair. It's, it's unfair and you can cry about it. But in sports, we have an objective and your feelings will get in the way of that objective. So cry about it on your own time. Let it out. But once you show up here, you better be ready to work or we'll find someone else who is. That's why I think everybody should play sports as a kid. But hey, that's another topic for another day. We were talking about getting 20 points, right? So (laughs) if you're that person who uh, is not, then you got to like you got to deal with that. If you're the person who is, then cool. But I want you to go into the mindset of the person that is right now, right? Those five points a quarter. 99% of the time, you have to be the person that puts in the work to get that, right? And the reason you have that is because it's not that people know that you put in the work. It's that they can see that you put in the work. Your coach might not know that you've been working on your one-on-one bag all summer, 
that you've been putting up 400 shots a day, that you've been playing against high-level competition. Your coach might not know that, but when you show up at tryouts, they can see it immediately. Now, players can see it too. You ever been to a tryout? And I know you have. You ever been to a tryout where a dude is just shooting every time he touches the ball? And he's missed every shot he's taken. Dude took five threes in his two-minute scrimmage. All right? And he missed all five of the threes that he took. And coach put him on the team as a shooter. Why is that? It's because coach saw how smooth he got into his shot. The catch and shoots, foot placement, um, the fluidity of the shot, landing almost in the same spot that he jumped from, shooting form. It is clear as day, oh, this was just a bad day for a good shooter. We're going to bring him back tomorrow to see if it changes because he just, that there's just too much quality in the shots that he was taking for me to just automatically assume because you missed, you can't shoot. I've seen plenty of people go 0 for 8 and come back the next day as the shooter. We want you to shoot this one. You ever see somebody that had a perfect shooting day at tryouts and got cut? They might not have got cut that next day because, hey, if you out here and you're shooting perfect, hey, maybe you can shoot. But I need to see that again because your footwork was sloppy. You caught the ball bad. Your release looked awkward as hell. I need to make sure that all of these red flags that I'm seeing are, I need to know whether they're red flags and you just had a good day today, or if you're just a super awkward shooter and you cash money. Because we know no two shooters shoot the same. We've seen plenty of bad uh, uh, forms in the NBA on guys who are really great shooters. Reggie Miller is the greatest example. Not because his form was the worst, but because his form was bad and he's, what, third all-time in made threes in an era where three-point shooting wasn't the priority? He's just the standout. We got Pedro Soyakovich, Rashard Lewis, Larry Bird. We got plenty of bad forms out here on legendary shooters, right? So if you have very bad footwork, bad form, your shot has a hitch and it just looks terrible, but you are 100% today, coach might bring you back tomorrow because we need to make sure that all these red flags, that you weren't just lucky today. And then you come back tomorrow, you're 0 for 10. You can't be 0 for 10 with bad mechanics. You ain't coming back. So you'll see that the person who has the op, the person who's put in the work, they got the good mechanics, they're clean, and they didn't do so well, they'll be brought back for a second chance with optimism. But the person who happened to have a perfect day and everything about their, their shooting looked terrible, they'll be brought back with hope. I'm hoping that all of this stuff. I'm hoping that you won't waste our time tomorrow. I'm hoping you could really shoot like that with all these things because right now I'm a little skeptical, but I'm never going to turn down 100% accuracy. I just need to make sure it wasn't a fluke. Right? The edge is still given to the person who put the work in, even though they didn't perform any good at all. The edge will always be given to the person who we can see has put the work in. You don't just wake up with great footwork. You don't just wake up with a textbook form. You don't just wake up knowing how to, how to play pick and roll defense. You don't just wake up ready to take a charge. You don't just wake up 
You know what I'm saying? With great time. Well, you know, if you, some people can wake up with good timing on a rebound, right? You know, you play a lot of basketball, you learn some things. But there's certain things that coaches, players, everyone in the gym can see that required work. So the bucket getters are often the guys or girls who have clearly put in the work. And it's obvious to everyone. And despite how they perform on that first day of tryouts, even the second day, despite how they perform, they'll be given a chance because we can see the work that was put in. And if they have one good day where they go crazy, it's like, boom, I want that person because the skill set that they developed through the practice that they were doing, all those skills are repeatable. Because those skills are repeatable and I can see that they can do it over and over again, I can more reliably trust that the positive results will come from this person who has clearly put in the work. I can trust that more reliably than I can with the person who's just talented because the person who's put in the work can do it again. The talented guy, the talented girl, they might not be able to pull it off if the defense makes one adjustment because they don't understand why they're any good. They don't understand why their skill is working. They don't understand why they have an advantage. But the person who put in the work on the defense makes an adjustment. They can make an adjustment because they have full command over their skill set and they've worked for it. Imagine studying for a test um, for like two years and the test is only like 10 questions. And then you take that test, you hand it in. If you've been studying for a 10-question test for two years, I would hope that you would hand it in with supreme confidence because you were studying for two years. If you were handed another test and another test and another test where the questions may be worded differently, but you could tell that is generally the same questions. You might have to change a number here and there. You might have to change a figure here and there. You've studied for this test. And despite how the questions are asked, you can recognize what's what and you know how to approach it. The person who did not study for that test might ace the first one. But upon the questions being rearranged or asked in a different fashion, they might fail because they don't recognize that it's the same question asked a different way. That is the difference. So coaches, teams, organizations are 99% going to lean on the person who's put in the work. Now, of course, you have that 1% anomaly and there's nothing you can really do about that. That's cool. They might have to get exposed at a level higher than the one you're currently playing at right now. That's fine. But the other 99.9% is really a matter of who's putting the consistent work, the intense work, the specific work to achieve the goal they want to achieve. So as a bucket getter, how many ways can you get buckets? It sounds cool to be like, yeah, I scored 20 points a game, but how many different ways can you get a bucket? You look at Devin Booker. I love his game because his game is like Legos. You can tell that he worked on one thing at a time and he can connect one move to the next move. He can disconnect one move from another and always get into a balanced shot. Devin Booker is like an athletic, he's like a black athletic gym teacher who was blessed with NBA, you know, uh, (laughs) height and genetics and, and athleticism. 
right? Can you imagine if your gym teacher had the, the springs of an NBA player and the athleticism of an NBA player? It would be Devin Booker. This man is an athletic gym teacher and there's nothing you could do about it. Man ain't afraid to use the backboard, going left, going right. Pull up midi is crazy. Three ball is great. Handle is not on Kyrie status, but whose handle is? But like, when was the last time you seen Devin Booker just get straight up like ripped cookies? That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. This man, like, I am such a fan of his game because he is basics. He is, he is the fundamentals, right? He is the fundamentals with flavor. That's what he is. And I, I can't get enough of that. He's the fundamentals with flavor. You look at, uh, look at somebody like, like Kyrie. He's the fundamentals with a lot of flavor, right? <laughs> but you can, you can see, <laughs> you can see the fundamentals in his game. Sometimes he has to explain to you that what you saw wasn't flash. Sometimes what he does is so damn pretty. He has to explain to you that it's really fundamental, right? He has to show you, oh, no, this is just this is just the basics, but I spun off this and I did this and that's why that worked. You're so busy being mesmerized by his game. He has to tell you that. At least with book, you can see, okay, this is this is a plain bagel. And sometimes that bagel come with butter. Sometimes it's cream cheese and jelly. Cream cheese and jelly fam stand up. Sometimes, you know, it's a garlic bagel with bacon, egg, and cheese. But it's always a bagel. It is always a bagel. You're going to get this bagel. What else comes with it is different, but it's always a bagel. I love his game because of it. And when Devin Booker or the equivalent of a Devin Booker is on your team, yeah, they're going to be allowed to take 20-something shots a game. Because it is clear to everyone that the work has been put in, that these skills are repeatable, and that success, even if it's not here right now, is right around the corner. I could do it again. When they throw different defenses, I recognize the, adjust I recognize the adjustments they made. I could find an open man or I can like get a give and go here. I could call for a screen and roll. I can see what they're doing and I can ace that test. The complainers are often the people who did not put in that time. They didn't study two years for a 10-question test. They're just mad that they don't get to shine. Imagine not working for something and complaining that you don't have it. There's insanity in this world. But I don't know if there's an insanity that can match that one. There is a, there, there, there is a glory... There is a responsibility. And that's another thing. It's a responsibility to be a bucket getter. Because now you are taking 20 shots a game, right? Somebody else could have took those shots, but we rely on you to be a volume shooter because we think you can get us volume buckets. When you go two for 20, that's a problem. We could have got that for somebody else. So imagine being someone who didn't study for that test, someone who didn't prepare for that defense, but you're mad that you don't get to shoot 10 shots a game. When you look at it through that lens, why would anyone give you that opportunity if you didn't work for it? If you did work for it and coaches showing favoritism, then won't you scroll on up real quick and listen to the episode on favoritism? We already discussed that. But outside of wrongful favoritism, right, outside of that, there really is no room to complain. If other people put in the work, to get what they wanted, you can't hate on them for that. 
I know it sounds simple, but big fellas, the big, the you know, the big fellas on the team, they don't just rebound. They have to be taught how to do that. They have to earn the right. And when there's another big fella on the team, that other big fella is now challenging the starting big fella for the right to go get these rebounds, to block these shots, to protect the basket, to lead the defense, right? You're the only one in the back. You're the only one who can see everything. So we need to hear your voice to lead this defense, right? All of the responsibilities of the big man, if there's another big man on the team, oh, you got to deal with that. There's competition for that. So anything, and I mean absolutely anything that someone works for, once it becomes clear to everyone in the gym that they're the best at X, Y, and Z because they worked for it, you ever notice how teams just fall into place? Everybody just takes their role because it's clear who does what. The only way to mess that up is to be greedy. But for the most part, it becomes clear who does what. Imagine, I just, to me, I just, I just can't imagine a level of insanity that is, that is greater than crying, complaining that somebody has something that you want that you did not work for, that you did not earn, that you are not better than them at that. That it, I, to me, I, it has never made sense. It never will make sense. But that's the world we live in. So if you're the bucket getter, you got to understand there's a lot of jealousy around you, even if they pretend to be your friends, even if they are genuinely your friends, they're jealousy. They're jealous of the role that you have, the position you hold. Even if they're not jealous of you personally, they're jealous of the position you hold. You got to understand that comes with the territory amongst your own teammates. That's just what it is. So you want 20 shots a game. You want to be that person that's relied upon to come, you know, Bring these buckets home. You want to stand out. Yeah, everybody wants to score, right? You want to be that scorer? Understand there's a responsibility that comes with it. There's some hate that's going to come with it. And there's a whole lot of work for you to go get it. You got to count the cost if it's worth it to you. Everybody else, stop hating. You want that role? Go work for it. This is Coach Phil. I appreciate you spending this time with me. You could have been anywhere else in the world. But you're here with me, and I do appreciate that. I'll holla at y'all next time.